This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Bioptimizers and their brand new Magnesium Breakthrough, designed to upgrade the performance of your body. Learn more at magbreakthrough.com slash nomeat, that's M-A-G-B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H dot com forward slash nomeat, and save 10% off your next package with coupon code nomeat. Today's episode is also sponsored by Osea Malibu, the original plant-based results-driven skincare line. Go to oseamalibu.com slash athlete for $10 off your first purchase of $50 or more. Free shipping for U.S. orders of $75 or more and free samples with every order. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C. and you're listening to Nomi Athlete Radio. Matt, my family were, my family and I were off on a hike or going to a hike, we're pulling up to a trailhead, and we see your wife and your daughter running down the road together. And they, you know, you you were is like in your neighborhood ish, but it wasn't like right next to your house. I was impressed that. Uh, how old? How old is your daughter? Uh, he just turned seven. Seven. Okay. Yes. I was pretty impressed. They they were out like cruising along. Is this kind of uh, dirt road and or gravel road? And we were. They were, they looked like they were full stride out, really, you know, really moving. <laughs> where where I, I I heard this, but I did not hear where it was. Where, where's the gravel road up by the trails? Part? Right up by the right where the like road crosses the creek. Ah, okay, gotcha. Well, that's where they that once they get there, they stop and hang out, and then they get in the water and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's, Ellery that's was soaking wet. I guess she had just uh, <laughs> she was wet. <laughs> just gotten gone for a swim. Yeah, yeah. She goes. She gets her. She was totally soaked. And then runs back from there, which is just un- unthinkable to me that you would do that. But I guess yeah. maybe she's a future trail runner because that's what you do. Yeah, there you go. That's right. <laughs> yeah, she. I, I'm amazed. She. When I ran, I remember I first ran a mile. I think it must have been second or third grade. I remember we like went up to the bigger middle school or the bigger part of the elementary school or something and ran the mile run. Mm-hmm. And I, I've told this story a thousand times, but I just hated it. I mean, I thought it was the worst thing I'd ever done. I tasted blood in my mouth from who knows what. <laughs> And like, just didn't understand how to pace myself. And I just, I got in my head that running a mile or more is the worst thing you could possibly do. And, and so I didn't run, I mean, I never ran two miles till probably sometime in college. And then, you know, eventually learned to really enjoy running, um, and get all the race goals and all that stuff. But I'm so impressed when my kids like running and when any kids like running. Um, but Ellery did a 5k distance with Aaron while, while I was, Holden and I read a, at a, uh, modified soccer camp in South Carolina this weekend. And uh, they were the girls were at home, and and uh, Ellery did her first five k, which I'm just amazed. That, that is really cool. Going into going into second grade and uh, and do that and not hate it. From your house? Yeah. Well, no, they go down. They drive down the hill, and then oh, okay. once, they're, once right. at the bottom, they they run from there. That's impressive. I'm impressed. That's pretty cool. I know it is. It's really it's amazing. So did you time. did you hate the mile run? Because you I'm sure you had to do it for like the physical fitness challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Did you uh, did you hate it every single year? Oh yeah, I completely hated it. And every year I like would sort of say this year I'm going to like actually pace myself the way you're supposed to, and I couldn't because like I don't know you still want to keep up with people, <laughs> and and you just don't run enough to have any sense of what a proper pace is. Right. So like it feels like the right pace, but then you get done one lap of the track and you realize that you're spent. <laughs> so I just I, I don't know I I just and I grew up and I assumed that everyone felt exactly that way about running. It just seemed like it was so hard. <laughs> but. I, I wonder know. why they don't teach you more about how to run in elementary school, like how to pace right. yourself better. You're right. It's it's the, it's the most basic of of fitness skills. 
Right. That you should be able to just jog for a long time. And, you know, kids can, anyone can do it in decent shape, right? If you just go slow enough, then yeah. it doesn't have to be miserable. But right. we, it just, I think it's because they're timing you, right? You're getting, the, from the very first mile you run in your life, at least for me, it's a time trial. <laughs> you can't just yeah. go your mile right. and when you finish, you finish. I don't know. So, yeah. system is broken. And, you know, kids are competitive. I mean, I guess adults are, everyone's competitive, but kids are, you know, you, like you said, you want to keep up with your friends and then it becomes a sprint at the beginning. Yeah. So, I mean, the problem maybe is the school mile run. Maybe the, maybe the running is not the problem. You just go run with your parents or someone else who runs and then it's fine. It's yeah. just, just the gym class, you know, culture is not, not the perfect one for running. But, but you know, did you grow up running like in a stroller with your parents or doing any of that? No, that you did with that. your kids? Not, not at all. Yeah. Because your kids, you know, I know that at least Aaron pushed a stroller a lot, and, and I'm sure oh, yeah. he did too. Yep. Um, like, right. you know, Eliza Eliza will go for a run with me and realize that the run is not super fast and, and that it'll be an hour long. And, you know, like, like that's her that's her impression yeah. of what going for a run it's means, so you know? <laughs> right. Which is, yeah. Right. So. Yes. Anyway, but uh, glad to hear you guys were... We're over here. I, need, I always like to hear when you do that. Come in our neck of the woods for a little... Yeah. Drinking. No yeah. black bear sightings or anything? No. Uh, lots of black bear poo, but um, yeah. but no black bear sightings. No? Not our little family that visits us so often? No. You, you've been sending uh, some really awesome videos of those tiny cubs. Those are the I, smallest cubs I've I seen. I'm, I, I really don't... I don't hate the bears anymore. I have a soft spot now because of the cubs. Whoa. They won me over. They look like little right. puppy dogs. And they're not really growing that fast. They climb the tree. The mom kind of calls them down or, like, drags them around. And it's just, it's good to see. <laughs> I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still, still terrified of, like, leaving our house. But I don't mind them anymore. <laughs> Man, if you're terrified of leaving your house, not not because of the pandemic or anything like that, but because, but because you might get mauled by a bear. <laughs> right. Anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, I do. I do have one interesting. Uh, sorry, this is. No, I wasn't planning to tell the story, but um, I was uh, out for a run the other evening, and uh, I swear, I I just I don't know how this could be anything else. Off like in the valley, I was up on the ridge. Off in the valley, were a chorus of what sounded like what I'm certain was wolves. It, there's no way it was a herd of dogs or anything like that. It was like it had to be wolves. I what, just don't know what else it would be. What did it sound just, like? Like ooh. You know, but oh, like, like actual howling, not like yeah, like howling, barks. yeah. So but like it, it sounded, what sounded like, or it might have been coyotes. That's probably what it was, not wolves. Coyotes. I'm sure that's what, that's what I meant. Um, but like it had to have been, I don't know, a dozen of them, and I, yeah. I just had never heard that before. Do we you get that, coyotes? Every now and then, we had one night, like probably last summer, we we had the window open in our bedroom, like we were going to bed. I don't know if it was nine thirty or ten, and then suddenly it just sounded like a herd of like. It sounded like the hyenas in uh, Lion King. You know how like there's that yeah, all the, yes. really obnoxious like chattering, and it's like it sounds like there's a hundred of them, and uh-huh. they're just squawking. It wasn't howling; they just were making a ton of noise. So it was really weird, and it was it was so loud. It sounded like they were just outside the window, but I I think they weren't. I think they were you know a hundred yards away. But right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's what happened to me. And I was like, I, I don't know. I'd never heard that experience that before. I knew we had coyotes, I guess, but didn't like never seen one. Uh, yeah. You know, whereas bears, I've seen lots of bears, um, and I was just, I was like, "What in the world is going on?" It sounded like you know they had to have just killed something, and we're all like <laughs> going to town on it, or something. I don't There's know. It's crazy. Because don't they don't they they like lure dogs away and then kill them? Oh, that's sad. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm not, it's nature, right? It's what they do. 
But uh, yeah. no, I think I think at certain campgrounds that I've been to in the West, they say you have to keep your dog closed because mm. the coyotes will lure them away and then get them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, good. So um, we have a good episode this time, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it's it's a, it's a typical episode of ours where we talk about things that aren't quite on topic but sort of are and and they work i think yeah uh-huh. um first though i wanted to share something my friend claire um runs a vegan snack company uh, okay. she is from the uk uh and she was at this thing in italy where i where i saw lebron she saw lebron james with me which i cited here a long time ago um but anyway and, and her her chocolates uh her vegan chocolates were at the wedding and they were they were a huge hit so anyway she um oh. this is just she put together a um seven-day cookbook that's kind of a go vegan sort of, I mean, if you're already vegan, it's perfectly fine. Um, but I think it's really great for helping someone who wants to go vegan. She did it when this quarantine began. Um, and it was sort of like, hey, you're going to be home. Uh, here's a really practical way to, uh, you know, have, have a shopping list, um, ingredients that are pretty easy to make. But like also, it's a great opportunity to try being vegan if you haven't been vegan yet. Um, and she sent me a copy of it. And it is a beautiful book. It's not like just typical meals like I make where you just assemble something random and then and then eat it because it's healthy. Uh, the thing it's like uh, Buddha bowls, uh, spring salad with tahini dressing, roasted cauliflower with kung pao sauce, uh, mm. just all kinds of like really good stuff. One pot chana masala, the things that aren't just uh, the food we eat, Doug. They're they're good food. Um, <laughs> legit, but done, legit recipes. Yeah, exactly. But done in a way that uh, is super approachable and easy. Um, so she sells her book for ten ninety nine. Ten dollar, ten euro and ninety nine cents. Um, but I asked her if she could make it free for our podcast audience, and she said that she would. Uh, it's not going to be forever. I don't know if it's just a week or two weeks or whatever. Uh, but anyway, you should go get it, even if you already are vegan, because it's really cool and, uh, like I said, just looks like a great book. Uh, it is at macansnacks.com. That's m a k a n snacks.com, and uh, click on products, and you'll see recipe books, and then it's it's the only recipe book there. So click it, get it, put it in the code no meat athlete. And uh, you will get the book for free. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. And this is a, a download, right? A download, yes. Download, downloadable recipe book or recipes, recipe planner, and shopping list. Sweet. That sounds awesome. And uh, we have no affiliation other than you're friends with them. So we're not making any money off this or anything. Yes, exactly. No money whatsoever. Cool. Yes. All right. So on to our episode, Doug. Um, we have not figured out how we're going to title this episode because I don't know how to how to put a headline on this one. Um, it is a revisit of this little game that I started back in New Year's. And also we're going to re- revisit New Year's in general. But like, I realize it doesn't sound that exciting to revisit New Year's in July, which is a shame because that, that should be what the New Year's resolutions always get, right? That, that we check in and we have feedback and, you know, we do actually think about them after February. Um, right. But I decided to do it because... This first word exactly the halfway point of the year, if my calculations are correct, because it's July 1st that we are recording this. Um, and so I figured that was a perfect time to kind of end my little game in its current form and then correct some things that I realized are either missing from it um, or really just kind of put it into a phase two. And so I will explain more what I mean in a minute. Um, but the background was <clears throat> what I started doing back in my, when I set these New Year's goals, I realized that I had two kinds of habits I had, uh, or two things I wanted to do. Um, one of them was like the operating system habits, sort of the things that like weren't that exciting, but I just thought should be daily habits to kind of make everything 
smooth and go like exercise meditation just things like you should be doing not, not, not everyone should be doing but that i thought i should be doing um to get the most out of my days and then I had all these other habits that were kind of like the things where if i look back over the course of a year um that i might be really happy that i managed to spend so much time doing during the year you could say that about something like exercise and meditation i guess but for me i was thinking more like um you know how many books would i read how many meals would i cook for my family uh, how many times would I watch movies with family, play game nights, you know, things just like stuff that, that I really felt good about doing after I had done it, but didn't always make the time for it because it just always was some effort. So I said for those, every time I do one of them, and that, that all depended on the definition of what would count as doing one, um, I would I would earn a point. But what the points were was, was going to be this system where I added a paperclip to HR. So that in theory, and I had learned this from a, the Atomic Habits book, there was a guy who uh, had had... I guess for his daily phone calls he had to do for some kind of telemarketing thing, he would just put a paperclip, move it from one jar to another, and then you kind of get this visual, you know, image of your progress. Uh, mm-hmm. As his calls, as the paperclips piled up, he got closer and closer to being done his daily goal. So I thought I would do that. And what I ended up doing was not really doing the paperclip thing like I thought. Um, I did end up doing that for the first hundred or so, and then I kind of just started, I had been writing them down anyway, thinking like, I'll have to get more paper clips at some point. In the meantime, I'll just write down every time I make a new meal. And but I started being more specific, and I and I was like saying what the meal was, or what the book was, uh, or what the movie was. And like I'd written down all these things, and I started to realize like I didn't really need the paper clips anymore. That the just the two pages in my journal that was you know just now a mess because I never expected it to become uh, you know hundreds of things long. Um, that became the visual thing that I needed. I just saw the paper filling up, so that that was totally fine. Um, so I am calling it the paperclip game, but it doesn't have to do with paperclips really. It's really just about writing. Um, so anyway, that was going to be the way that I kind of, without having solid, cause you and I both had this, this year for whatever reason, we, we, um, it coincided, I guess that we both said, this is not the year for, for, you know, giant crazy, like either I accomplished it or didn't goals, but rather goals that were more like, I'd really like to do a whole lot more of this thing. Uh, and I just Mm -hmm. gave a bunch of examples of what I was talking about. Um, so like just counting them up seemed like a really nice way to actually be, you know, be, be accountable to it. Um, yeah. So that's, that's how it worked for me. Um, and you, like I said, you did the same thing. So why don't you, I I I wasn't, wasn't doing the, the paperclip game, but, um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, I was calling them intentions more than resolutions. So like, my my three big intentions for the year were um, to drink less, mm-hmm. uh, to have less screen time, and to not have any phone in the bed. No phone in bed, which uh, was supposed to mean that I would be reading more and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and yeah, and so it was, a, it was similar kind of similar thing that it was just you know I wish I had thought to have paper clothes or some sort of reward that I could kind of see how it all worked throughout the throughout the year but uh you know the idea was that i was going to take the pressure off of um of really strict rules and and instead just kind of really try to every day you know little by little try to improve myself uh in those three areas mm-hmm. and in some ways it's worked uh and in some ways it hasn't but you know i think that's how re- resolutions typically go no matter what uh, but i have actually really enjoyed this approach because um because it's it's allowed for a lot more flexibility and kind of adaptation that I think had I had really strict rules in the beginning, um, I wouldn't, 
you know, I probably either would have totally given up or uh, I just would have felt stuck. And, and I think that that's kind of what you're saying here is, and this is a good practice is, um, you know, checking in and adapting, figuring out what was working, what, you know, what about it was working, what about it wasn't working and, uh, and making adjustments. Yes, definitely. Uh, I, I absolutely love that part about it, right? We always talk about with habit change, this idea that perfectionism is kind of the enemy, uh, not kind of, I mean, it is the enemy that if you start feeling like you have this streak that, I mean, and like people put streaks into habit change, like it's a good thing and it can be for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone talks about the Seinfeld method that he used to write. Like every day he wrote jokes, uh, he would put a big X on his calendar, and then he built this streak up that that would make it so that you he didn't want to break it. That's often like very often cited still modern day as like a as a you know good habit change thing. And I think it is when it's done right. But like that perfectionism also can totally destroy it because when you do inevitably miss that one day, it makes you just quit. It makes you just feel like the whole thing is done. What's the point now when you have no streak anymore? And you're starting over at day one instead of day, you know, 47. Right. Um, so I think what this did really well, my thing, and it sounds like yours as well, uh, it, it just totally undid that. There, there was no, like, failing. Like, if I on given day, and it happened. If I went a day and, and accumulated no points, no paperclips, uh, it didn't really matter. It didn't make me want to quit because I could see my list and I had, I had, you know, at that point maybe built up 30 of them or so. So, like, the next day I just got, did some more and, and got more. So, um yeah, I think that's a really important thing that, that this was not based on, you know, perfectionism and didn't require that at all. Yeah. So uh, that kind of may, reminds me of the the two day rule yep. that we t- we had a whole episode on about um, how, uh, you know, how it's okay to you know when you're setting a habit or if you're trying to improve yourself, um, don't let yourself miss it two days in a row. So you know, if you miss a day, then uh, then don't beat yourself up about it, but try not to miss the next day. I was actually talking to a friend who um, who listened to that episode and uh, and started a meditation habit, and he got to the point he said where he was just like doing every other day, uh-huh. um, and that and that was kind of like his, uh, you know, well I did it yesterday, so I don't have to do it today kind of thing. And I think that <laughs> right. that is a that is a temptation, right? And that probably happens to a lot of people, especially if they if they go into it thinking, oh well, I'm just going to follow the two day rule, you know, <laughs> yeah. and not you know, and not like actually actively try to do it every day. Um, and I don't, I don't know if I have a really good solution for that, except, uh, except that maybe even that rule is too rigid. You know, I think that that, that type of thing can be really helpful. Like you said, streaks are awesome. I, uh, you know, I have done many in my life, both like going vegan for a certain amount of days or, um, during the, before I went fully vegan, um, or my run streak, you know, that was 400 and some days. Um, you know, like I think that those were great. But I also think that you shouldn't try to attach that to every improvement and every habit change that you have. Yeah. So with the two-day rule, um, or with your friend, was when he told you that, did he was that after he had then quit? Like, had it had it not worked out because he was only doing it every other day? Or was he still doing it every other day? Yeah. He, so he, he started out... No, he, he had actually quit. Um, and And I think that he had just gotten kind of well, I'm just doing it every other day now, you know, it's like not really, I'm not getting what, what I set out to do, which was to do it every day. Um, so I think he, he just kind of quit. Right. So I think when we did that episode, we, we brought that up and we said, well, look, you could, if you want, you could just, uh, this can become that where that's, that's the, what the, the bad outcome is where this allows you to only do it every other day. And then every other day is your actual habit. And then surely at one point you're going to miss on your habit which is every other day 
and then you'll mm-hmm. then you'll be done. So I agree that that is an issue. Um, I had kind of assumed that that wouldn't happen that much. I just figured, I don't know that, or or that if it did, then at least you're doing it every other day, and and then and you're not having quit. But it sounds like your friend actually did quit. So who knows? Um, but I, I think that's I think that's a good strategy, um, regardless. But who knows? I haven't actually done, made it work for myself. I can't say, but <laughs> seems good. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, it, well, I, I mean, I think it 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 plays into the spirit of uh, of you know, the perfectionism isn't, is, is the enemy. What did you say? What are the enemy of new habits? Yeah. You said? I mean, I, I don't know if I said exactly that, but more or less. I said it was, said it was mm-hmm. the enemy. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think, and I think the point of that, that thing is to break the perfectionism. But if that thing itself turns into just a new form of it, except the a half as frequent form of perfectionism, uh, then mm-hmm. it's not any good. Anyway, so I want to hear. All right, so I want to hear about how, what was successful with the paperclip and what you've uh, what you've learned up to this point. Yes, I would do that. No, so the first thing is that this whole experiment was colored by the fact that we we went through a pandemic, and I had an unprecedented <laughs> amount of time at home with nothing to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Compared, to, like I mean, suddenly found myself with every day of the, every evening of the week free when before you know at, at four or five p.m. when we had to start getting ready for practice. Or dinners or whatever like the day ended as far as me being able to get things done until until much later um which isn't true i mean you can right. find time and it's nice to go to the practices anyway but as far as this sort of thing typically i was not doing many of these things at all in a given night and suddenly i had all the time in the world to do it so i will admit that like that probably skewed the result somewhat um but and then just so you get a sense for what i did here i counted up my list i record and this is how many i recorded surely i missed a few here and there but uh, I cooked 121 meals, and these were not just any like throw together meal that was just like find a way to get dinner on the table. I didn't count that. I, I meant it to be like when I put effort into making a meal for the family, for me, learn something about cooking, whatever. Like that. So I made 121 of those. This is in the in the first half of the year, so 182 ish days. Wow, that uh, is I read 21 impressive. books, 16 movies. I know, and, and I'll get to a little bit why the system's a little bit weird because, like, why would a book be the same amount of points as a movie or as a yeah a movie or a or making a meal? But right. anyway, but I, but you know the fact of the matter is I got to record and I got to see that now and looking back at how much I read in a, six months and it's good. Uh, Sixteen movies, but three of them were Back to the Future one and then uh, Back to the Future <laughs> two and three also at once because they got on Netflix and my kids got into that. Uh, Twenty nine game nights and that was just if i played a game in a night i counted that as again i wasn't going to count multiple games in one night because that seemed unfair uh, does video games count for that video games counted for nothing i did not count video games uh on purpose i said that that could not get any points um i so also game made, night would be like card games with your kids or something like yeah that. or board games and stuff like that mm-hmm. chess a couple times um i also made it so like i had spanish netflix seasons as one of my things like if i finish a season then i got a point again it takes hours six hours of time to do that uh, and often more, because I rewind it and, you know, learn stuff. Um, but I realized I should have made that episodes, and then I would have had 40 points instead of five for Spanish Netflix <laughs> seasons. Uh, but whatever, it's fine. Uh, four date nights with my wife, which was not too many, because once quarantine hit, it really just couldn't do those anymore. Um, only two phone call type things where I was like, I'm going to make an effort right now to call somebody. Only two, which I'll get to hmm. as to how my game is changing. 19 friend hangouts, uh, which included like Zoom poker night and stuff like that, which is fine. Uh, eight Spanish iTalky sessions where I where I had this Spanish person who I talked to for an hour um, with a really great service, by the way, called iTalky.com. Uh, and then I have 49 miscellaneous, things where I, you know, fix something, which I never do, uh, clean something, which I rarely do, 
and many other just sort of good things where I was like, hey, that, that deserves a point. So I ended up with 274 times when I gave myself a credit for doing something that I thought was important, um, which is to look back at the list, it's super impressive. I'm, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I'm so glad that I recorded this. And like, first of all, every single time I wrote down one of these things at the end of the day, not just not just a notch, but but marking down what I did and just, you know, two words to say what the name of the meal was or whatever. Um, every time I did that, I had to pull that information out of my head, which I have started to learn is a really important thing uh, in learning because one of the one of the hobbies that I've really gotten into is is learning about learning uh, and specifically applying it to language learning, but other things too. Um, but one of the most important things you can do is is quiz yourself on the information. You know, flashcards where you are having to pull that information out of your head. And anytime you attend, you know, a class or read a book or something, and you want to remember it, the very best thing you can do is not reread it. And again, this goes for like cramming for a test too. Not reread the information, but simply write down right then when it's fresh in your mind as much as you possibly can from it. Just write down those bullet points or a summary or whatever, because you're when you do that, you're kind of creating the pathway for you to recall that memory again, because it's always hmm. going to be stored there. It's just that most of it will never be recalled by you. But if you create that pathway when it's very fresh, uh, it makes it easier to, to get it later. So what I realized that was like, this isn't learning what I was doing here, but every time I wrote things down, first of all, it allowed me to like just a little bit re-enjoy that I did that and feel good about myself, celebrate a win. That was a good thing. Um, but I also have this really sense that like this past six months of this year, it when I think about the things that I was successful in doing, and mostly it was just like spending time on things that I wished I spent more time on, um, it doesn't feel like a big blurry mass of like, you know, quarantine for three and a half months. And I must have did a whole lot of, must have done a whole lot of stuff during that period. Uh, cause I can picture myself playing the piano some and studying some languages. So like it, I feel like there's a really kind of granular view of how it all went. And certainly if I go look at the actual list, there is, but in my head, I feel like I just, I don't know. I it's, it's almost more tangible I and mean, not quite the right word, but like, it just feels more real because I revisited it to write it down again. And then I, and then I look at it. And so it just like, I have specifics in my head, not just this big blur of like, I kind of did a whole lot of good stuff during this, this period. And that, I think that's really what I wanted to get. I wanted to be able to look back at the year and feel really good about how it went. Um, so that was, that was a huge success of it. I was really, really happy with just what the writing down went. And I think that writing down probably even more important than just moving a paperclip over. Um, because it, it, that specific part is is good. I think the writing is is actually good to be specific, and I think that's important for you to remember what you did. Um, so that was kind of the big win of it for me. And the, but then when I look at it, when I think about the yeah. number, but then when I look at it, it's like two hundred seventy four. That but that's in one hundred eighty days. And like if if I, if all I have to do is cook a meal to get one of these things, um, or I don't know what else is pretty simple. Call somebody, which I didn't do that much, like I said. Um, why why am I only getting one and a half of those per day when when I have hours of time mm. in the evenings? Uh, I mean, granted, other responsibilities, work, family stuff, but some of these are family things, right? Game night, movies, cooking meals. Why so few? And then I I realized that actually that is not a legitimate uh, criticism on my part because, like I said, if I just redefined the things, like in, if instead of every book counts as one. It was every half hour reading session counts as one. And if instead of a Spanish Netflix season, it was a Spanish Netflix episode, you know, I could have 200 more points if I wanted. So right. I realized that part really doesn't matter. I think the, the points and all that is really about 
what is going to make it fun and make you like actually keep paying attention to it instead of forgetting about it a month in. Uh, so I, I think one of the rules that I determine is like you should make it easy to get the points. You should just make it pretty easy. Uh, don't make it meaningless where like all the activities you're doing anyway are starting to count. And at the end of each day, you have 15 points because you just did your normal daily existence. Uh, but <laughs> Eat like lunch point. But, yeah, right. <laughs> but just try to make it easier, easy to get them. And I, so that I should have made it a little bit easier to get some certain ones. Um, so that was one learning. Uh, or yeah, good. Or or maybe, maybe don't make them easier, but make them more equivalent, right? Where like a new recipe gets a point, and a new book gets a point. But you know, I don't know if that makes sense or not. But like uh, you know, like you were saying, a book is a lot different than cooking a meal. Yeah. Um, you know, so they don't really match. But if if everything was as difficult as reading a book, and you only got like three a week. Or something like that, then you know, then you they would just change the perspective of the points. Yeah, that's a good point. If so, if it wasn't all necessarily easier, or, or the ones that were that I made too hard, if, if I didn't make those easier, but maybe I made the ones that were easy, made them harder, uh, mm-hmm. so that everything was sort of equal. I think that would make a little bit better game. I don't know though if somehow I feel like the frequency is a really good thing. Like if you go a week and don't get a point because you didn't finish a yeah. book that week or something, I feel like it'd be pretty easy to lose momentum. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I think having a lot is good, right. and then being able they're to probably, every day. Yeah, I've got they're they're. Yeah, there, I'm sure that there is some psychological win uh, to getting a point every day or getting multiple points every day. Right. Um, so that's that was kind of the good stuff. Um, what was really bad... Can I just say that... Well, first of all, uh, I also didn't... Ca- wildly like, impressed. So I mentioned those operating system uh, habits. The things that I had envisioned at the outset of the year... That, what's that? Oh, we cut up a little bit. Oh, so sorry. we'll see how this lines up. But uh, I just wanted to say that I, I'm wildly impressed by that list. And... Um, and super motivated uh, to actually try this now. It, it just it it it, it kind of made sense to me at the beginning of the year, but now uh, now I'm like, wow, yeah. I mean, this is it makes sense. <laughs> this is cool. Yeah, yeah. It and that's what I hope. Like like I said, I don't have a giant lesson from this other than I feel like it really worked. I feel like it actually made me do a lot of things. Who knows if I would have done this many things um, without the game? But even if I would have. I just don't think I would have remembered it and like celebrated it the way that it made me do. So that's really what I want is people hear this and say, Hey, how can I, how can I make a version of this for my own life? And not just my, doesn't have to be your whole life. It could be a certain area. And that's what I want to talk about in a minute of kind of how I'm changing it at this halfway point of the year. Um, I should say though, and this is helping me and figure out what to do next. I did terrible on the operating system goals, the things mm-hmm. like meditation and fitness I mean, I, I gave myself a point, like, when I went and set up the Muay Thai, uh, you know, mat and dummy and, and the Nintendo Switch with the, with the boxing game on there. That, that took, you know, a few hours to get that all going. So, like, that was good. And I, but I wasn't recording every time I went and did a workout. Um, and as a result, I don't know if it's as a result, but, but the things that I was, was thinking would just be the things I'd get into a daily habit of doing, I was terrible at those. I, I, I did almost none. I probably did zero meditation sessions. Um, you know, 30 workouts maybe, which is about one a week probably. Um, you know, just not good. Complete failure as far as those operating system supposed to be everyday habits went. Um, except for a few, like language learning, that was going to be one of my everyday habits, this flashcard review. And it ended up taking, you know, 30, 45 minutes a day. Um, and I ended up doing great with that. I did that all the time and even added new languages to start learning. But that never counted into my game. I didn't get any points for that because that was operating system 
<laughs> so, uh, you know, th- there were some imperfections, and I will be a little bit more intelligent with how I do this. But um, I-, I am still left with that thing of like, okay, how can I actually make myself do meditation? If that's something that I say is important to me, or journaling. If I say, you know, a little, and this is a form of journaling, I guess, this whole writing down stuff, but uh, this has actually pointed out to me, like, that I really should do journaling, where I can be recording things that aren't, don't fit in under this little game. Uh, Because of those benefits I said of having to pull it out of your mind and relive it and then probably remember it better. Um, So I I need to make it better so that I can do some of these habits that really are important. Uh, Like, I started eating worse, I drank more alcohol, uh, when one of my goals had been drink way less alcohol. Um... I wouldn't say more, but I drank more than I had been at the beginning of the year because once the quarantine hit, just sort of like started having a glass of wine every night again. Um, So anyway, that's that's how it was. Again, I don't. I I hope it is coming across as like this felt like a really big success because it really did. Um, What I want to do for the next half of the year is kind of make it a little bit more challenging. And well, go ahead. Before we get into that, because I do want to hear about that. Yeah, why don't we take a second to thank our sponsors? Good idea, Doug. Without you, there would be no sponsorships. <laughs> you know, in the last episode, uh, MT did, did, timed it perfectly, beautifully. I was really proud. Oh, yeah? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Today's episode is sponsored by Osea Malibu, the original plant-based, results-driven skincare line. Osea puts your health and the health of our planet first with potent skincare and body care solutions that are pure, safe, and effective. Osea stands for the elements of wellness, ocean, sun, earth, and atmosphere. Their entire line is built on these four pillars and pulls from botanical sources around the world to create products that are truly effective. Each product is infused with sustainably sourced organic Patagonian seaweed and active botanicals that create a nutrient and mineral rich bioavailable base, which can help reveal and illuminate your natural radiance, whether you're looking for hydration, oil balancing, anti-aging, or blemish solutions. And on top of that, Doug... Do you know what my favorite is? Uh, no. Seaweed cream? It's the atmospheric protection cream. Ah, yeah. That's, that's my go-to at the moment. That is also my favorite. That's the one that comes in the in the little little jar, right? Not the... Uh, no, no, that's a different one. Ah. That's a different type of protection cream. Then I have a different cream. The atmospheric comes in like a little squirt bottle, and uh, it's... it's uh, I ran out of the other one, so I started using this one, and, and this um, it's my go-to at the moment, so it's uh, making me feel radiant, for sure. Yeah. I like the uh, the seaweed mist that you just mist on your face after a shower. Yeah. It didn't uh-huh. seem like something I'd get into, but uh, I actually really, really enjoy that. It seems... Just a nice, refreshing feeling. Uh, on mm-hmm. top of that all, Doug, every product is sustainably packaged, non-toxic, cruelty-free, of course, vegan, and made with love in California. Go to oseamalibu.com slash nomadeathlete. That's O-S-E-A Malibu, well, O-S-E-A-M-A-L-I-B-U dot com slash nomadeathlete for $10 off your first purchase of $50 or more. Free shipping for U.S. orders of $75 or more and free samples with every order. This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Bioptimizers, and today we're going to be talking about magnesium. Magnesium is the body's master mineral, powering over 300 critical reactions, including detoxification, pat, fat, metab- <laughs> fat metabolism, energy, and even digestion is influenced by the presence of magnesium. But there are two big problems. Magnesium has largely been missing from U.S. soil since the 1950s, which explains why it's estimated that up to 80% of the population may may be deficient. And most supplements contain one or two forms of magnesium, when in reality there are at least seven that your body needs and benefits from. The good news is that when you do get all seven critical forms of magnesium, pretty much every function of your body gets upgraded, from your brain to your sleep to pain and inflammation it all improves. 
That's why I'm so excited that our friends over at Bioptimizers, makers of industry-leading digestive supplements, have just created what they're calling the ultimate magnesium supplement with all seven forms of this mineral. They even include trace amounts of something called monoatomic magnesium, which helps make all the other forms more bioavailable. Bioptimizers calls this product the magnesium breakthrough, and they're running a special promotion for Nomade Athlete at www.magbreakthrough.com forward slash no meat. That's M-A-G breakthrough.com forward slash no meat and get an additional 10% off the normal package with coupon code no meat. All right. So if you were going to do this again or, or how I, you're shaping it through the second half of the year, let's, uh, yeah, let's hear about it. I would totally do it again. I want to reinforce that. So I hope people will, will think about doing this for themselves because it really felt like a win. Um, so what I was saying is that these are, it was kind of a really easy game to win, which is which is good, I guess, right? That's <laughs> a nice thing, made me, made me do it, made it fun. Um, because it was things that I really wanted to spend more time on. So as I got to see myself doing it and got to have record of myself spending time on doing things uh, that I wanted to do, it was really good. What I wonder is like, what about things that, are a lot like that I wish I did more of, but I can't say that I actually enjoy in the moment when I do them. Um, exercise being one, like, yes, if you find a good exercise, certainly it can be enjoyable, but like right now I don't have anything where it's like I'm craving doing it. Um, right. Meditation, another one. Right? Like it's, it's, I wish I meditated more, but I know from experience that I don't enjoy it all that much. It's okay. I, I can get through the 20 minutes if that's what it's going to be. Um, but that's more in the sort of wish I did more of this, but can't say that it's just... I, I absolutely love doing it. Um, and then and then you can go even deeper with this. Have uh, you ever read Ben Franklin's autobiography, Doug? It's very commonly read by autobiography. <laughs> I I have not. No. Though. Well, people know about uh, his his thirteen virtues, where he like he mm-hmm. basically designed this game for himself. But uh, instead of instead of watch Spanish Netflix seasons or uh, watch Back to the Future, it was temperance, silence, order, resolution, frugality, industry, sincerity. You know, a bunch of virtues. Uh, but he had the same thing. He, every day he would give himself marks. I think if he failed at one, he would give himself a mark because he was typically not failing. I don't know. But um, I always thought it was cool. And it, I know it has inspired a lot of personal development thinking. Um, but what I realized is, like, I could do this kind of game for things that are more like that. Like, there's a lot of, there are a lot of smaller things that, that really don't, like, everything I listed here, pretty much everything I listed in my version of the game took time. It was about me choosing to spend time on things that I wanted to do. I think I could do it with more about kind of, uh, I guess, more psychological, more more mental, more and more mindset. Like if I am going to, like, let's say frustration was a problem for me. It's not typically a problem, but let's say frustration was something I wanted to stop or like harboring of anger. You could make it so that every time you successfully see that and then get out of it uh, or just choose not to indulge in it, you can make it that that's a point. And that takes no time at all. It just it just takes the effort to do it. Um, and I I have this sense somehow that like, although sort of less interesting I think to talk about on a podcast, um, I think that's maybe where the real power of this will be because I've I've done I've read the Ben Franklin thing, looked at it, kind of made my own versions and like things that like I wish I just I wish my mindset was more this or I wish in the moment I would instead choose this action uh, in an interaction with my wife or my kids or whatever. Um, or in other situations too, where like I'll maybe tend to do the thing that is easy when I when I know that there's something else that should be done, uh, you know, in the thing that I say or or whatever. Um, 
But all these things are things that don't take extra time. They're just making a harder choice. Um, and so I'm, I want to turn the game into that because like, I, I feel like I feel like I have done well enough at this other game. I've established a lot of good habits of like of doing stuff, treating myself well, doing things I enjoy. Um, but now I'm ready for this this next level of challenge, and I'm I'm very excited to see what will happen with it. Uh, and I even am wondering like, should I have should I have negative points? Should I have it so that that every mm. night I have if if the goal is not drink at all, which is really not because I really do enjoy, especially drinking wine these days. Um, you know, I can have a negative point for that. Or like biting fingernails, that that could actually take away from points, and I want to incorporate that stuff as well. So I, I think maybe this could also be used to to break bad habits as long as well as like installing good things. Um, so would you would you, you would completely take out the the rewards you're giving yourself now? That's what I don't know. I I really don't know how to do that. Like I I, I don't know. It it seems like it would require my focus to really do this harder version. Uh, that's more about psychological things that don't take time, but just choose a different path. Um, so I, I, I don't know. My hope is that I could just ignore all this other paperclips or all the other fun things, and that I'll kind of just keep doing them because I've I've made that a habit, um, and just focus on the other stuff. But I don't really know. We'll see. That that was one of the big questions I was going to ask: is what will happen to the current version of the game? Um, Will I will I abandon it or just or just you know do maybe maybe do less of it or maybe change the rules and just make it so that that at the end of the day I will count up how much stuff I did and and maybe there will still be two or three things on a day, uh, especially if I make some of them a little bit easier. So what if you well so what if you um what if you did the opposite what if you made them harder like I suggested earlier uh-huh. um but then also added these other hard ones and so it was just more like uh, I don't know put equal weight uh like reading a book or watching a series was equal equally as good as uh you know one of the harder ones yeah right um that's what i don't know i need to honestly i have not and i know it's, it's july 1st already but um <laughs> i have not spent any time <laughs> actually enough. engineering this version of the game like only yesterday did i say hey i'm gonna change the game now that we're yeah. halfway um, or, or these these harder ones uh, get like five points. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, but you know what? Then, I, like I said before, I don't I don't want it to be about like the point. Points. Like those numbers really don't matter. The numbers don't matter. The paper clips don't matter. What matters is right. doing things and then recording that you did that. Like right. I, I and I am the type of person, believe me, who logical brain. I like to get hung up on the rules and making sure that you know all the incentives are perfectly aligned and that the points are equal. But I, somehow with this game, I realized it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter that mm-hmm. I got 274 points. If I'd have gotten 750 points, it wouldn't have... My view of the game would be the same. You know, it, it would have been success. Um, I don't think it would have cha- made me do different things if I, if some of them had been easier. It just was enough to get credit for everything. So, um, and I shouldn't even get credit. is silly. I mean, it, it's just to write down something so yeah. that I remember it. Okay. All right. I got one more idea. Okay. Good. I like it. I'm. I'm. I'm open for them. Open. All right. For them. All right. So, you just scrap the paper clips and you just focus on writing things down. Mm-hmm. And you have, uh, you know, you have two pieces of paper where you're writing down every single game night and every single time you cook and yada yada the easy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have a, like a whole other sheet of paper that is just dedicated to the really hard stuff. And you try to. F- you can fill like two or three of the other pages with with the easy stuff, but anything that makes it onto that harder page mm-hmm. is just like is like that much right, cooler. like a special special prize, like a golden paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're saying uh, things only these new 
Because, see, this new version of the game, like, if it's more about psychological kind of stuff and choices in the day, I mean, there are there are dozens of opportunities. Maybe not dozens. Maybe I'll find that it's only five. But there are a, a decent amount of hand, of opportunities throughout the day to get these. So, like, they, they will accumulate even if they're difficult uh, in mm-hmm. the moment to do. You're saying put those on a separate page and things like finish a book versus just cooking a meal? No, no, no. The, the book stays, you know, maybe you figure out, like, chapter or okay, hour so all the physical stuff is on, is on in the current system and then i just have this separate yeah the psychological stuff that you really want to work on that you think is going to be more difficult even if it is like you said maybe it's two pages there like maybe you're filling up a bunch of them but the stuff that that kind of feels a little bit more special or a little bit more uh i don't know unique than than the everything you've been doing for the past six months yeah goes on yep. a, goes on a different yep. yes i like that um and that made me think maybe maybe I should just have a little journal where I just literally journal each day and, and it has both. Right? <laughs> Every entry has both spots. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Who knows? But I will think of something. Different. And then and then you're journaling, which is one of your <laughs> things. Right. So, right. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. I mean, we're not going to decide now. I will let you know what I land on. Uh, but mm-hmm. I absolutely will be doing it because it was one of the most successful New Year's things I've done uh, ever, perhaps. Uh, even without being a big goal where there was a, a win or lose or a achieve or don't achieve, uh, it, it just worked out well. And, and it really, it just made me, I think it made me do more things that I wanted to spend more time, time on. Uh, and even better, like I've said 20 times now, it made me revisit them and remember them. And I think that was actually the big win. That's our podcast title, Matt. <laughs> what? what? The most successful New Year's resolution I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, all right, good. I like it. Do you think people will do that on July 1st? New Year's in July celebration? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> all right. Well. I'd listen to that. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, like I said, weird episode, but. Uh, no, I like this. All right. Good. Yeah. I mean, and obviously, look, if, you, if you're trying to go vegan or trying to uh, start training, or, like you could totally apply it to that, right? You, you can just, if it was only one thing. I was like, I was thinking, if you only wanted to improve your relationship with with your spouse or your kids or something, or improve something about the way you do work, like you could do this just for that, and and see if you know, figure out you'd be more detailed and you'd have a lot more ways to to you know get a point. Um, but but you could you could do that. You could say, I'm gonna pick one area and really and and I I don't know who knows maybe my game will morph into that this second half that I'll realize it's especially because when, when it's psychological and like maybe I realize that all these choices I'm making are more you know, always in one area or something. And then it'll turn into being about that. And then maybe hopefully at the end of the six months, I'll have, uh, I'll have made real strides in that area, but who knows? I will, I'll keep you posted. Uh, maybe we'll do a three quarters way of the year. New Year's revisit too. I'm going to do it today's yeah. July 1st. I'm going to, I'm going to do awesome. it. I'm going to start doing it right I now. I like that. Yeah. Well, hopefully when people hear this on July 2nd, they will, they will feel the same way as you and want to do something. Mm-hmm. One, uh, one category, one logistics question. Okay. Um, when you wrote everything down, was it just like, did you put dates or categorize them at all or anything like that? Or you like, would just write it on the piece of paper and then, you know, before this episode, you tallied it right. all up. So what I intended to do when it was just going to be a temporary piece of paper, um, before I got the paper clips and started putting paper clips in a jar, uh, mm-hmm. I divided one sheet of paper into like five sections. One was going to be, one was meals, one was movies, one was books, one was miscellaneous. And I had, had these different categories. Um, but then the meals, you know, 120 of the things were meals. So the meals spilled onto the next page and then the other categories that went longer than, you know, or out of proportion compared to the others, they spilled into the other sections. But like, so it was, it was kind of a categorized thing. I didn't have any dates. Uh, 
really it was just like a couple words that would say uh, what it was that I did uh, or what the meal was. Did you write down what you cooked? Yeah. Okay. Yep. You did yeah, I did write specific. And I wrote down movie names. I wrote down book names. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't ever, like, if I did, well, like like the italki, like the Spanish things, I didn't write down, like, anything about what we talked about. Uh, and I have piano practice on here. I didn't write down anything about what I did. I just I just wrote down that I did it, that I did a session mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so literally, I mean, they... If the writing down became a, a a burden, I wouldn't have done this at all. So it was it was just the the shortest of descriptions of something that I could look at and say, okay, yes, I remember doing that. I dig it. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. I like it. I'm gonna do it. Good. I hope it works. Starting out. today. Then we will yeah. definitely have a have a revisit episode. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Good. <laughs> cool. Well, this was fun. It was fun. Good. Good time. Glad to do it. It's always good to do good a Matt and Doug episode. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, All right. Thank you for listening. Well, I hope everybody has a good 4th of July. Yes, me too. Independence Day. That's, <laughs> that is the 4th, <laughs> yeah. That's what it is, right? <laughs> that is what we celebrate. Okay. All right, good. Thank you, everyone, for indulging me and listening to my little game. Hope it helped. Uh, and I hope everyone enjoys the 4th because, uh, you know, seems like we need it. Seems like we all need some some fun time. I wanted to, I did, we didn't end up not talking about our 4th of July plans, but I just want to share uh, one thing that okay. I'm like, Wouldn't be a Matt and Doug episode if we didn't have like a little uh, coda at the end that was kind of, kind of <laughs> rambling and unrelated. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, we are, uh, we, so I, I heard about a friend and actually, actually this is the friend that, um, that did the two, two day rule mm-hmm. and failed at it. Um, he, got a projector for his backyard and like a screen um and has been like watching movies out there like doing family movie nights and stuff like that out in the in his mm-hmm. lawn which is a brilliant idea and wonderful points, lots of paper clips for that yeah lots of paper mm-hmm. clips for that um and i heard about uh that Asheville is doing like they're doing a live stream of like fireworks and doing kind of like a virtual fireworks thing oh yeah okay and so uh, I f- we got it, a projector from the studio and from the yoga studio and we're going to do a, um, a fireworks live stream type thing from our yard. So we're going to get our fireworks. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. I thought that Does was Black, a fun does idea. Black Mountain do any? They typically do, but they canceled the show this year. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Seems yeah. Like a, lot, could, a lot of could show up for fireworks and be socially distanced. Maybe the operators couldn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, so it, it's every year it's a huge thing. Like a bunch yeah, of people come downtown and it gets really packed right. and crowded but i had heard about you know cities that are trying to do it where like in a more central location so that people can just watch from their house yeah or just um, shoot the fireworks higher or like off the <laughs> helicopter or something <laughs> yeah great idea <laughs> um no i don't know but anyway I, I i'm excited about this uh kind of projector screen definitely that'd be cool fireworks I, I mean you know what there are a lot of like a lot of things we're doing that are low fidelity versions of the real thing but a lot of good memories will be will be created from things like totally. that, an event like that right yeah. that's gonna be a memorable fireworks fourth of july night definitely i think so, so good for you and then you can watch movies on it and get get points <laughs> yeah exactly all right all right good thanks doug talk to everybody talk soon. to you guys soon all right bye bye